Okay. Good morning. Good morning. This is uh, Quarterly Learnings, and I'm Beth Stedman. I'm here with my husband, Brian Stedman. Hello. <laughs> and we are talking this quarter about humor and comedy and how to be funny. last what have you learned what have I learned well I guess um maybe we can focus that a little bit more we yeah we've done a few things yeah you read a book called uh let's see the book is called do you talk funny yeah I believe by Dave Nihil and uh yeah that was interesting yeah, yeah. and I started I've read the first few cha- two oh, chapters okay. I guess two chapters um so I haven't gotten too far in but it has been interesting I think in particular at least the first two chapters are talking a lot about story. Um, this book in particular was about integrating humor into... Um, public speaking. Yes, yeah, so yeah. not necessarily stand-up or, or whatever, although that was the yeah. lens through which he was... Um, he is a stand-up, and so he was talking about it through that lens. But mm. taking those techniques and integrating them into regular public speaking Um, yeah so that was was interesting that's what the you know yeah as a a setup for the book yeah exactly i think that's good um one of the things i think i found most interesting in that was this concept of being prepared like having stories in your back pocket yes Uh which seems so strange to me like i mean i am a writer i write stuff all the time but having practiced stories and practiced jokes that you like hone and then pull out when you need them mm-hmm. feels so weird i don't think of, of um i think of humor as being more spontaneous than that but it's it's actually something people craft and yeah. take time to craft and that was kind of interesting to me that was, it was very interesting even um not just in this book but watching we've, we've talked a couple yeah. times about steve martin's thing yeah i've been really thinking about that and i've had the same experience with humor thinking of it as being spontaneous mm-hmm. and um in the moment, but I haven't really sat down to craft a joke mm-hmm. or um, thought about humor and comedy in that way. And that is what's coming up. Yeah. Um, that here's how to work on it. And yeah. um, I guess that's what we're looking for. Yeah. But it's been interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, it has been. And I think it's been interesting for me. So they had these exercises to try to like think of stories from your life that you could yes. do this with or that you could make funny or. Um, craft into a humorous mm-hmm. tale and that was really hard for me mm. <laughs> like even to think of stories that from my life that are funny I, I just feel like I've been drawing a blank it's been probably a week and a half since I read those first two, cha- two chapters and I kind of feel like I'm just like stuck on this exercise because mm-hmm. I really wanted to do it but I'm just stuck yeah have you come up with any stories from your life or things that I started that file I have neglected it since but it was interesting to notice we've been pointing out to each other a little bit more like yeah oh you just had a that was a pretty good laugh that you just had um what caused that or, yeah. and to trying to be mindful about that and even a little analytical yes which sort it's of takes been, you out of the moment it does but it's actually been hard it's been really helpful i think in some ways mm-hmm. but harder than i thought it would be to articulate what it is that's funny in something does that make sense yes i mean in particular i think of the I probably laughed the hardest I've laughed in months um, this week, but it, I like I 
think back to it and I'm like, I don't know why I laughed so hard. It, it was when you made the comment about, we were talking about you being lawful good and your inability to oh, yeah. change the rules of the game. Uh -huh, yeah, there's a, yes. there's a, what, a subtitle of something. Yeah, if you don't like the game, then... Change the rules change or something. The, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh -huh. And you made a comment about how, like... That used to be really uh, uh, difficult for me. Yeah. And I would bristle against that idea. And I had this moment after he said that where it was <laughs> it was like my whole life just like clicked into focus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is why Brian can't play games with our son, because our son has no problem changing the rules. He's all about like making up his own rules for things that, and going around stuff and manipulating things into different things. And, there's know. always some new house rule, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, and that, that has been really difficult for me in the past. I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at it. Yeah, but for some reason that like click mm -hmm. of everything making sense was this like, it was hysterical to me mm -hmm. and it, it just, cracked me up. I, I laughed for like a really long time. Now, to be fair though, I also was thinking, we've been talking about tension, and I, this happened in the middle of a week that was pretty busy for me, mm -hmm. when I had a lot of external social engagements, mm -hmm. which tend to cause me a lot of anxiety yeah. and a lot of tension. Um, so part of me wonders how much of that was the, was the moment or something mm -hmm. funny in that moment. Um, or that realization, and how much of it was just attention release. I yeah. don't know. I, one other thing that I've been starting to do, uh, and I want to continue, is to ask people about the hardest time that they've laughed. And that's been interesting. And a lot of times it's a similar story that it's hard to explain why this is funny, or yeah. in retrospect, it doesn't, it seem doesn't funny. land the same yeah. way. But those times have often been times of stress and not always bad stress but um yeah some, you're some overtired yes, you're uh -huh. overworked you're there's an intense period yeah. of, of life maybe right after a, a mm -hmm. child is born or mm -hmm. um getting ready for that yeah i still think I that would be an interesting thing to even and, interview yeah. like mm -hmm. people and ask that like, it's been fun it's been fun i want to continue it and maybe, maybe i can get some on, on mic and yeah i think that'd be great some. we'll see i think the other thing that stood out to me from um that book and this idea of crafting stories. And actually, they were talking about it a little bit in, the, we listened to a podcast yesterday, one of Alan Alda's podcasts. Um, he has a podcast called Clear and Vivid, and he interviewed two co comedian, uh, well, I guess they're comedy writers. Yes. And so they were talking about this also. But this idea of honing down and editing these funny stories and how the mistake most people make when they're telling a story, even a, a comedic story especially, is to give too much information mm. and to kind of ramble on. And, um, Brevity is the heart of wit. Yeah, and I think that that is uh, something that's hard for me. I tend to be good at expanding things yeah. <laughs> and not as good at condensing or consolidating things. Um, or it's something I'm learning, I think, even in my other writing. That paring down, I guess it's sort of like sharpening that blade Yeah. a little bit. And the sharper you can get it, the more it can really land and get a good laugh. That is something that I've heard from in this book and Steve Martin, these writers, that's come up a number of times. Yeah. Taking out all the unnecessary extra stuff. Yeah, in the book he even talks, I think, about of like you have to 
have something funny every 10 seconds. You have to get to that funny thing as quickly as you can. And mm. I thought it was 10 to 20 seconds, which seemed so short to me. That's interesting. I don't remember the 10 seconds, but um, yeah. Seinfeld has some quote about the comedians being the most judged people hmm. because the, every 12 seconds they're being evaluated or, or something like that. So apparently you have to make people laugh every 10 seconds or you're out. When you're, well, I guess when you're, <laughs> you're, when you're doing stand-up. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're there for. Would you be interested in doing stand-up? Is that something? I feel like when I use humor, it's more... Um, in response in the moment and responding yeah. to stuff so the idea of crafting and performing comedy in that way feels a little foreign to me yeah but reading this book and looking at those exercises and thinking through stories i don't know it could be interesting an interesting exercise to try and craft something yeah even just a, it might be interesting even to do a stand-up episode <laughs> or like <laughs> oh, you man. Know, oh, man. at the end of the three months here's my five minutes <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. I wonder how stand-up would be on a podcast without oh, an that's audience. A good, that's a good question. I don't know. The same joke can land differently. Depending on the depending medium. Depending on the audience yeah. and even the, the situation and the setting. So to be removed from that with a podcast is interesting to think about. That was something that was interesting to me too. I feel like all of these people have also talked about the importance of using the right thing at the right time or in the right yes, place. Yes. And that some things might be funny for one situation and not for another, mm -hmm. or with one audience and not for another audience. Mm -hmm. Or a joke might land well in a play, but not in a stand-up act or with this character and not with that thing. Yes. That's been interesting too. Or if it lands well, can continue to remove the unnecessary bits and you yeah. can get a good joke to a great joke that way. And then I think the other thing that was kind of interesting to me that recently was the in the podcast yesterday, they were talking a lot. They were talking about character um, and crafting a character even for a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. Like that even if you're just telling jokes like that, Part of what makes it funny is the character behind that joke and who you are and who the audience knows you to be. Right. Which was interesting to me. And I, and I think that kind of goes along with some of the other things we've been talking about, about how are we perceived mm. um, and being intentional about how do we want to be perceived and yeah. how can we shape, not in the sense of like wearing a mask or um, becoming someone we're not, but how can we be intentional about who we are and who we're becoming to shape our own character? Whether we think about it or not, something is being communicated. Yeah. And so to be conscious about that yeah. is interesting. Yeah, I think that has been interesting. And I think it plays into this humor stuff in an interesting way too. Mm -hmm. like, if I know how people perceive me and how I want them to perceive me, then I can also tell, okay, this joke won't land with yes. the character that I'm trying to build. There's even kind of a double meaning in this word character that you get both this idea of a persona that you create and also this kind of virtue, like what is your, your character or your, mm, um, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. So I think as we've talked about who do we want to be and one of the things that, that we've been talking about or that I've been really feeling I want to be more intentional in is what, the person I want to be is someone who's championing other people and who's supporting other people. And, and so a joke that tears down someone else isn't gonna land well with that character, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's really not my kind of humor anyway. Yeah. But it's interesting to start to think too, like not just about humor as this abstract that this thing is funny no matter who says it, but that's actually not the case. Like this thing is funny depending on the audience you're saying it to, in the environment you're saying it to, and with the person who's saying it. Yeah, who is um, coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I guess kind of part of the setting of the joke is the presenter. Yeah, and so I, I think more and more as I'm, as we learn about humor, I feel like I also, it's making more and more sense to learn about myself and to learn who am I, mm. what's funny to me, yeah. and how do I then 
use what's funny to me in a way that plays well to who I am and to the sure. audience I'm involved with. I don't know kind of how to answer those questions yet, but I, mm -hmm. I'm finding them they're actually much more important to the, the larger question of how to be funny than I thought they were. Yeah, that's been an interesting kind of serendipitous journey. Yeah. Well, I think we can end there. Unless you, do you have anything else that you learned this last time or that you're thinking about with humor? I'm curious to um, talk to some more people about specifically The Hardest Time They Laughed. That's been a fun, a fun little um, project, but I haven't captured any of them. Okay, so how about this? I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we should try to capture some of that and talk to some people about that. Yeah. But if you are listening and you have a story and you can think of right away, like, the hardest time you laughed, we would love to hear that. Maybe take five seconds, ten seconds to record yourself and send it to my email. Or you can leave a comment on my Instagram or something telling us that story. We would love to hear. That would be, that would be really fun. Yeah. That would yeah. be great. So my email is just Beth, B-U-T-H dot Stedman, S-T-E-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. So if you want to send us a little um, clip of you telling the story of the hardest time you ever laughed, that would be great. And maybe we'll even stick those on one of the episodes. Cool. I like that idea. That, that would be really fun. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy learning about humor with us. Feel free to subscribe if you want. <laughs>